Yes, now, and welcome back to episode 66 of the Top Loaded Podcast. And we are joined by, and I would say a repeated guest, he might as well just be a co-host at this point, but first of all, Harry, how are you doing, my friend? Yes, all good, thank you, Ronnie, mate. Not too bad. How are you, mate? Well? Yeah, cannot complain at all, even though it's bloody boring already that the season's done. So roll around the beginning of August, because Arsenal are off to Wembley, but the backdoor entrance, so it's fine. That matter, it's community shield, community shield. So, Saturday card show, bang, get in, have some of that. Thank you very much, but... Obviously, welcoming back for his 482nd visit, um, Jason. Obviously, El Toro Cards. How are you doing, my friend? Like a bad smell. Doesn't leave us alone. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. Uh, funny I'm funny thing is, good. we didn't even send this guy the link. He just appeared when we started recording. <laughs> he was waiting in the lobby for us. <laughs> I was just waiting here. No, I'm doing all good. Uh, yeah, been a quiet week in the hobby. But uh, yeah, still buying as always. Yeah, and I think obviously, I think the main thing from the hobby over the last week, and obviously it's quite an interesting talking point, is PSA special, where now it's starting to get lowered down back towards the prices it once was. Uh, so for anyone who's thinking about submitting cards, if you are a member of the Collectors Club, it's $15 to submit a sports card, which was made after 1990. So it's quite a nice long nice. time period. But H, obviously, is going to see the return of quite a lot of bulk uh, submitters again. Um, hopefully, I think the hobby's now learned not to submit base cards, especially 2018 Don Ross, which we see all the time. But it's another step in the right direction, obviously, bringing grading down in price. Obviously, it's going to be a similar three-month turnaround, but $15 a card, it's, a, it's a, up to $200 in value, I should say. Yes, it's good. Like you said, obviously, we're finally seeing grading come back down to a good price again. Um, I'm hoping we'll see quite a lot of the new select maybe getting submitted during the, the lower price. Um, I think for me, arguably, maybe Select could be one of the best releases we've had this year so far. Um, I think the card designs, me particularly, are incredible. I think particularly the, the tie-dye, the camo and the zebra. Um, I think the three some of the, some of the nicest um, refractors. I don't know what you want to call it. like Parallels. That's the one. Um, <laughs> parallels we've had in pretty most, most of this year so far. So hopefully we'll see a nice amount of the Select being submitted. I know... I'm hoping potentially to try and submit um, a couple of cards myself, including a camo and a zebra. Um, mm. But no, yeah, it's good. It's, it makes it a lot more affordable. And like I said, obviously, hopefully we'll see a lot more bigger bulk submissions. Um, and then potentially for the latter London card show of the year, we should hopefully see a lot of them being being returned for then. So yeah, it's positive, step in the right direction. Um, and as you said, it makes everyone a lot more happier when their sub prices are half the price. Yeah, obviously, when it comes down to 15 obviously, it depends if you send through someone or you do it yourself. But, Jace, do you think this opens up now the possibility of actually regrading some of the, the PC cards? Because when it was at 30, 40, 50 quid, no one really wants to mm. grade a PC card that they're just going to keep. But do you think now at the 15 area that it now opens the door up for actually grading some of your PC items? Yeah, 100%. I think I'm going to be sending a lot of cards. I think I'm going to be sending about 15, 20 cards. And I think say 75% are going to be PC. So obviously Ramos, um, obviously Sergio Rivas and all that. But yeah, obviously when it was 30, 40 quid, I, I, well, I didn't even grade till recent. I think, you know, the first few cards I sent was last November. So being in the hobby for say a year and a half or two, I still didn't grade a card. So yeah, it's obviously going to be good. Hopefully the wait time's not two years or one year. Um, obviously I do grade with the grading club and Aaron said recently PSA have been a lot faster at grading which has been shown uh, so 
Yeah, no, it's obviously good to have 15. I think it's seven. So if you're using the grading club, I think it's 17 pound a card. And then if you do 10 or more, it's 15. So I think it's a very, very good price. And I think anyone who wants to grade for PC or investment wise, I think they should take this opportunity and uh, bosh it out. No, definitely agree. Oh, I, think I think it's like, <laughs> especially for some of the items in my PC, especially some of my jackets, I think I do agree with you there that I wouldn't, I would have never grade them at 40 quid because I'm mm. like, there's no, it's if you're making an investment into a card and you're trying to sell it for profit, 40 quid, it has the margins there. But like we say, even selling, uh, if you're having a layout of extra 15 quid, say on a card, say if you're in it for 50, you grade it for 65, goes for 100. Now you're having that $15 cost. It's opening up more profit margins. Hopefully, like I say, it'd be interesting to see in the three to four months when the cards come back, what the slab prices are like. Because mm. obviously at the moment, I no doubt you two boys agree that eBay is a very strange place that some of the stuff on auction goes for peanuts. Like it goes for nothing. I got, for people, I've not seen my story. I had a Jacques Overdrive, which is a case hit from the World Cup Select. Uh, sorry, World Cup Mosaic in a PSA 9. And that was going for raw about $15 about a month ago. And I got in a 9 for 7 quid. And I'm like, it makes... like The difference is between the States and the UK is UK, they'd list out for a fixed price. States, they just get rid of the card. Whatever yeah. it goes for, it goes for. So do you think that's still a mindset difference, H, that people will still never to try and make a loss on a slab in the UK? And we see it at card shows. We see it on eBay, Instagram sales, no matter where it is, that... In the US, they just bulk submit, say, 100 cards and then just clear them out. So do you think, saying in the UK, mentality change has got to be a bit with price in the slabs? Or do you think it's just a hobby thing in general? Um, I think it's always a bit of pill to swallow when you're making a loss on a card. I think regardless of how long ago you bought it, regardless of how different the market is at that time, I think knowing you bought a card for X amount, you have to sell it for Y amount, is always going to be... Uh, a bit of pill to swallow and no one's going to want to do it especially if you know you bought a card for 50 comps are at 40 you're going to want to still try and go for 50 or more to try and make up that that loss mm. secondly i think in terms of grading accessibility i think you know in the us you're so freely able to grade greed grade with psa sgc etc beckett where it's so it's like local you can literally send a couple of make your account send some cards in happy days you haven't got to pay for the middleman service and see luckily we have a few of those in in the uk that we we use and are accessible but it unfortunately adds more value to submissions um so i think as a result that then equally adds up the price of some of the slabs we have in the uk and that you see at card shows where people don't want to budge too much on prices and do want to you know look at the higher end of the comp to try and price a card so yeah i think it's a mix of both i think within the, the uk hobby obviously people are in it to sort of, you know, to a degree and everything make money. Um, and as a result, you don't want to be, you know, let's say you buy a car for 20, add the grading fees on it. It comes to a total of 40, but the comps are 25. People are going to want to try and sell it for that price or everything put together. So it's one of the things where people need to, need to take a look, take a bigger look at the pricing, the grading costs, the price of the card raw and what the comps are going for before either grading the card and then trying to list it up for 10, 20 times comps. Um but like I said, you know, in the US, it's so much more accessible in terms of fees um, that they can afford to essentially do that and list the cards up for that price. You know, you to, to get a Shaka Overdrive for seven quid, I mean, that's what, even probably what? 30% of the grading fee, like it's yeah. let alone the card raw. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a numerous things 
like that add into it but i think for me they're probably the biggest two is how easily accessible grading is in the us as to why they can afford to auction off those cars for that cheap um and then second of all obviously just in terms of people wanting to make a loss in the hobby isn't too common inevitably all she's getting it's, it's bound to be a case no one wants to make a loss in the hobby on cards but you know the, the market goes in the way the market does and you could get lucky and your card triples in value you may get unfortunate and your card goes down tripling value so it's just the way the cookie crumbles and i think people are coming to terms with that it's just not as high a market as the us is for that yeah yeah and obviously now we're looking at this special especially is 1990 and newer so i know obviously jace you actually are quite into vintage and does this change your are you changing your mind slowly because i know obviously you're a big fan of sgc for grading vintage but now obviously they're back they're the same price whether you go value for vintage yeah. or sgc has your mindset changed at all obviously it's good sgc in the way of getting it back in a quicker turnaround um it should be great within two weeks they should get it back within four to six weeks normally um but does this change your mind now sending vintage to sgc that PSA in general are bringing their price down. They might even do a vintage special soon. Well, I would expect they will do a vintage yeah. special soon. Do, do, your, is your mind changing now between SGC and just actually sending most of the stuff to PSA? Well, I remember, I, can't, I think I was talking to Erin saying there should have been a vintage um, deal, like a special deal that I think should have been this month or next month. So hopefully that will come out soon. Um, yeah, most of my cards are SGC. I just think it's a lot quicker. I think it looks more nicer nicer as a way it looks better in a in a slab in um a slab like that i think i've got one here so i just think that looks beautiful obviously it's an authentic unfortunately i just picked that shit one but um yeah i don't know i think i was talking to you ronnie you were saying um a lot of people have started sending more to psa uh for uh vintage because they you know the grades have been i say less harsh than um obviously sgc um, I've I've always uh, spoke to one guy called Seb Card. So if you haven't checked him out, honestly, his page, a vintage page, is just you could take about ten minutes out of your day just to look at every day how good it is. And he always used to say to me, always send PSAs. You know, you get more value for it. Everyone goes for PSA uh, value wise. So I think I'll start. I don't know. I think I've got to maybe send one of each card, send them to both, and see what the actual outcome is. But I'm going to start sending to more to PSA and see how it goes. But I don't know. I think I might stick with SGC just because of the wait time. It's, that's all I'm going to, yeah. yeah. And obviously, that is the last thing we talk about on grading. Obviously, the wait time is a big thing, especially for the impatient people like myself. Knowing that the mint, yeah, and to be fair, everyone in this, everyone's I'm, impatient. As soon I've, as I think I'm all right. I think it once it gets to the close stage, so you, it's you know about a few weeks until which that's when I start getting impatient. But when it when I've just sent it and it's the next week, I'm like, oh, okay, I can still wait. Yeah, if you're crying wait. about it after the day after you sent it off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was like, if, especially if it's three months. Obviously, you use a middleman service. It could be four to five months. When is it going to end? <laughs> um, it's one of them that the waiting time is a massive factor. Obviously, if you're trying to turn it for profit, there's a lot of things can happen within that period of waiting for a card to play out. One of our talking points next is about players and their movement. This somehow it can affect prices. But it's a lot can happen in four months in the football world and the hobby world in general. So it's one thing to always consider as well. If it's a PC item, it doesn't matter. If it's out for five months, it's out for five months, even though, five months seems like 50 years when you do send off oh, yeah. PC cards. 
But I think, like I say, it's moving in the right direction. And the thing for everyone to remember is PSA always do a special for the Nationals. The Nationals is coming up the end of July. This current special, which is from 1999, uh, 1990 onwards, is uh, expiring on the 30th of June. So there'll probably be another special, the early point of July, to the back end for the Nationals, and then there'll be a Nationals, which will probably be bulk again. So it could even be a cheaper one than $15. Or, like I say, they, they've recently done a Star Wars special. They've done TCG specials. Jason didn't realise there was a Star Wars special, so now he's upset. Um, I, oh. I've, I Do think you... they're getting gone. Do you think they'll do a vintage one? Do you think that'll be the next one for the National? Or do you think National and Vintage wouldn't really work out? It'll be I more think, of a bulk. I think Vintage would just be on... It could be for a Nationals, but I would expect it to be maybe like in an August or September kind Same of period. Thing. where. Um, but like, for example, for people who collect women's cards, I, I'm i hoping there's a special at the end of July for the Women's World Cup, which would be fantastic to get more stuff graded. But moving on now to talk about other... Things. And obviously the transfer window is now open, seasons are now finished, the players are retiring, players are leaving their clubs, signing for their new ones. So it's just quite intriguing. We're gonna I've pimp I've wrote some players down here to talk about what we think the value of their cards will be depending on where they end up. And there's a certain player I want to start with because I think it raises a lot of questions because they're going to a league where there is no sets at the moment so maybe it's just international sets they'll be left in and that is Karim Benzema obviously everyone knows he's been at Real Madrid but a considerable amount of time second all-time top goal scorer five Champions Leagues everything like that but moving to this Saudi league for all the money obviously there is other issues with Saudi Arabia which we're not getting into it's not a politics one but H what do you think about how would someone's prices affect that they're going into a league where there's no cards? So it's not like a Messi, what we'll come to later on, where he went from Barcelona to PSG, that there's still cards. Obviously not as desirable with PSG, but how do you think they will affect these cards at all? But especially maybe the higher end stuff could be the ones that could see a rise in value. So, I mean, yeah, hypothetically speaking, obviously the Benzema cards should all, rate, should all rise in value, given the fact yeah. that obviously he'll have no further cards from now on. Um, yeah. However, I think the lower, the lower numbered cards, the higher numbered cards, sorry, the lower end sort of cards, mm. um, I don't think will change too much in the value. However, I think the lower numbered cards and the higher end sort of cards, I think the value will increase now. He's obviously won the Ballon d'Or last year. Um, he's now going somewhere there's not going to be any more cards being released unless they release a Saudi League top set, Panini set, whatever. Um, so I think, yeah, I think, you know, every player transfer has a direct impact on their pricing. But I think going somewhere where you're not going to have any more cards can, in my opinion, only do one thing, which would be to to, to increase in value. So like I, said, I think it'll only be a certain number of cards in terms of, like I said, the higher end sort of cards will continue to hold, if not increase their value. Um, but for me, I think the, the lower end cards, I don't think it's going to do too much to the value, in my opinion. Yeah, and obviously just going over to you, Jason, obviously you know the Liga market quite well and you do have a Kareem Benzema um, oh, treble out at PSA at the moment. So do you think, like, especially treble, which is such an iconic set, when people want to pick up a Benzema in a Real Madrid kit just to see his like, career, obviously one Ballon d'Or, do you think it's going to be the likes of them sets that they pick up rather than the Chronicles? They might go for a treble or a high prism because as well with La Liga, they don't have a prism set. They only ever have it mm. in Chronicles. So do you think it's the higher end stuff like H said that's going to be the better ones to keep hold of, grade or even move on kind of thing? Oh, 100%. I think, obviously, Treble, I think, being one of them, I think they will stay in price or even go up. So I'm happy about that if it does get a high grade. Um, I do think 
I think autos as well. I think obviously Ben's, I think recently for the past sets that he's been in recently that's come out, I think he's signed a lot more. Yeah. But like the first few um, years it was in the hobby uh, properly. I think the only one that he had was 2015 or 16 National Treasures. That was the only auto he had. So if it kept like that, that you know, I think prices will go up. But I think they'll go up anyway. You know, if you can't get any more cards of him, you want to get, you know, the best ones out there. So you want to see him, his first auto, his first auto in a round jig kit, his obviously rookie sticker, which I think are probably going up in prices already. I saw um, a few videos of the Paris card show. There's a lot, a lot of uh, Benzema. And I think it's a McDonald's sticker. Mm. That's going, I think, a PSA 6 going for 1.2K, which I think is stupid, but... Um, I say always, anyway, if you're looking to invest, obviously, I think, you know, the Goats, Messi, Ronaldo, well, not Ronaldo, I don't like him, but Messi, uh, Hento, you know, the players like this. But I think Benzema, Ballon d'Or winner, I think his price will go up for that anyway. And, yeah, it's, it's sad to see him go, but, you know, you got to get the bag. Yeah, obviously, there's a lot of politics that go inside of it. And obviously, they could, like we say, no doubt Fanatics will be trying to buy the rights to the Saudi League, especially if other big name players do go out there and obviously talking about big name players and another one who's leaving his club is uh, Lionel Messi obviously it's currently at PSG up in the air what happens next today's rumours that his dad obviously his agent Jorge Messi is in yes. Barcelona talking to Barcelona but it could be one of these that there is a rumour as well going around saying that he might be loaned to into Miami for a six to 18 months and then go to um, Barcelona on loan sorry and then obviously back to into Miami or obviously the the option of a certain country in the Middle East is on the table as well, uh, which hopefully it doesn't, but it could be quite intriguing for car prices if he goes to the MLS, because people are going to start buying MLS Chrome Finest. They do Extravagance as well, which mm. is very similar to the F1 Dynasty, which would be an unbelievable set to see him in, but obviously there's three leagues on the table really at the moment for Messi. You've got Return to Barcelona, you've got Go to Saudi Arabian League or the MLS. And James, I know you have Messi, so I'll come to you first on this one. How much difference do you think the price could be of potentially Messi's cards? Because as well, PSG cards are not as desirable as the yeah. old Barcelona one. So can <clears> you see if he went back to Barcelona, obviously he's going to be in every set again for Barcelona, that his prices are slowly going to be a bit different to his older Barcelona stuff because they're more readily available again. But then MLS could be quite interesting, like raising the profile of them sets because they are cheap. But then obviously Saudi Arabian yeah. League it could be a no-go. For me personally, I think Saudi Arabia, no go. I don't want him to go there. Uh, don't want to be him. I don't want another Pinaldo happening. So um, I think I think he'll go Barcelona, truly. But the only problem is, I know Messi's very different. But like, you know, when Frank Lampard went back to Chelsea, I know he's a manager, but when he went back, he, done, he didn't do good. And then people are forgetting how good of a player he was. And all the memories that he did, and they're just remembering all the bad bits. You've got Xavi in his first season, didn't really do that good. People were sl uh, slating him, and then people weren't remembering how he was as a player. So if Messi comes back and does terrible, everyone's going to, you know, forget all the memories and all the good stuff that he did in, um, obviously, um, the first couple of years or, you know, his whole career at Barcelona. I think I've got um, a Topps Merlin 95. Um, at PSA, which essentially is his, is his last year at Barcelona. So maybe that could hold a bit more value. If he does come back to Barcelona, that could obviously go back down to planet Earth, unfortunately. Um, and then MLS, oh, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm not really a big fan of it. I'm still not going to buy MLS Chrome. I'm just not a big fan of it. 
but maybe it'll be good for the hobby you know more people re uh, recognize who messi is because surprisingly not a lot of people know who messi is in america no honestly like you know i watched this video and people knew tom brady was but didn't know who Lionel messi yeah, was but, i mean can yeah, we insert that john cd meme where he goes are you sure yeah. are you sure, sure about that, about that? yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but I think I think it'll be good for the hobby. Um, but hopefully, he goes back to Barcelona and wins a Champions League for Barcelona, which I don't think will happen. But fingers crossed. Yeah, obviously going over to you, H, it's, it's it's really weird now to see that the, potentially some of the best players, obviously they are coming to the end of their career, are going to a country where there's no affiliation with Tops or Panini. Obviously, it's all under the Fanatics banner now. But it'd be quite strange next season. Obviously, they're probably throwing legacy cards, but there's a chance in next year's product that there's no Messi or Ronaldo for the first time since 2004. Yeah, it's it's, it's a bit, it's like almost like the end of an era, you know. Um, I think obviously Messi going back to Barca would obviously be the, the best thing, I think, in terms of card prices. Um, it may take away the edge of how expensive his cards are currently in Barca kits. Um, yes, if he goes to the MLS, that could end up increasing the likelihood of people buying MLS Chrome. Um, I think going to Saudi is a bit like Ben's, like it's just going to be a case of his cards, really his lower end stuff isn't going to do much do you different think, in terms of... Do you think they'll bring out a set a Saudi set, like Top Scrum Saudi? It depends how much money Saudi League are going to be on. They don't need the money. So they could even do... I wouldn't even be surprised if they actually done like their own kind of set. Really could Imagine, imagine team spots. Team spots, the first two teams, Ronaldo, Messi, they'll go for high, and then you've got all the others just going for free. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit of a weird one. I think, you know, it, it, it won't be within the next year. I think it'll be within the next two, maybe three years if they were to release a set. Um, but it's one of the things I think, you know, is to, to think this time next year we could have potentially no Messi or CR7 cards in, in sets, you'll see compared to what we're used to, obviously will be a big shock to the system. And obviously we haven't had any with CR7 in these recent sets now as we'll see in the in the Saudi League. Um but to take Messi out of the equation as well, obviously two goats of you know our generation um obviously is uh is is like to the end of an era. So I think it's, it depends, you know, whether Barca will take having to come to agreement with Messi, um, whether Messi wants to go to America. I know like, you know, like David Beckham did, I was to go into the MLS first. Um, I know obviously Zlatan did. Um, but, Drogba, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's mad to think that potentially we couldn't have no Messi or Ronaldo in, in sets next year. So yeah, we'll have to wait and see, but hopefully he can some, sort out some agreement with, with Barca and, uh, and head back over there. Yeah, and the last player I want to talk about is what I, I personally think one of the, players in the hobby that never you re never really see his stuff and that is Latan Ibrahimovic obviously retired yesterday at the age of 41 what unbelievable man. career uh all over the world quite literally obviously went out to Galaxy but absolutely destroyed it went back to AC Milan really started the new renaissance at AC obviously then won the league with him obviously Barcelona's in Milan's AC Milan's obviously all the way back in Malmo Ajax as well you don't see much of his stuff um Never signed with a company, never ever signed with. Yeah, I was going to say that, yeah. Mm. So, Surprise. what a player! So, a lot of the stuff that comes up is obviously most of the time it's actually stickers more than anything. You see his uh, Malmo come up occasionally, Ajax a lot of the time, some of his Sweden stuff. So, over to you, H. So far, is it's quite a a weird one, Slatan, because obviously he's been in more recent stuff. He's been in the odd international set, not that much though. And like the latest chronicles, obviously when he was at AC Milan, but for a player of his career, really hasn't actually had that much stuff. 
I mean, yeah. Can you can you really say that you're surprised as Latan hasn't signed for Top Torquenini? I mean, the geezer's are stubborn as anything. <laughs> um, only, I think the only way you do it is if it's a Zlatan set. Yeah, if Zlatan oh, reads I, his own I set, you sign it. By Tops. Yeah, and it's just all just cards of him. <laughs> yeah, just um, looking it's in the not, mirror. It's not, like, it's not about the Jack Greenish <laughs> set where you got all like, a lot of City players. Oh, that it would just be him. It just be him. Um, but yeah, but I think that works on the flip side where the cards that he does have are priced accordingly. You know, where for a player with such a decorated career that doesn't have that many cards out, um, then the cards he does have, the lower number of cards he does have, the prices will rise significantly. Now, one, he's retired. Because there is no future sets that he could possibly be in unless they release some sort of legend set or he does decide to sign in the future. Um, so it does then make them card a lot more niche in terms of the pricing. Um, but yeah, it's mad when you think, look back to think, you know, a player of his caliber never had really that many cards. And a lot of his stickers, you know, particularly from was it the 2006 World Cup, I think he's on a you think he's yeah. one with Beckham, I want to say, is it? Beckham um, and triple, yeah, that's it, yeah. Uh, but that sticker there is iconic. Um, and, you know, it's just one of the things where you don't, it's not, it's not really something you think about, but when you do think about it, you actually realise how little stuff he does have in the hobby. Um, and like I said, predominantly is mostly, mostly stickers. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a strange one. But like I said, a player, I mean, I always think back to that overhead kick he scored against uh, Joe Hart, obviously, uh, for uh, for Sweden. Yeah. It was just a, a mad, a mad goal. So, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, it's funny to think how little stuff he does have in the hobby. But like I said, that stuff then corresponds to the the price that he's at. Yeah, and obviously, just to close in touch on you, Jess, obviously it's Latin, like I say, he's not got that much stuff. Um, and do you think that, obviously, there's always this period of at least a week after someone retires, especially a legend of the game, that their items go up in price. Oh, yeah. But do you just feel <laughs> like, even on a general day, going through Instagram, just you'd never actually see much Latin stuff actually pop up. I'm being honest, I think, say, in about three months, I've only seen one. And it I can't remember what his Instagram was, but um, I think you guys will know if uh, I told you after the recording. But um, he had, like, a Zlatan uh, Topps Chrome, I think, out of five. And it was red on red. Oh, it's beautiful. I think he had, like, a PSA 10 on it. That's the only one I've actually seen. I've seen a lot of stickers, but obviously I think there's a lot of counterfeits. Uh, that Beckett grade, I, I'm, I'm not too sure. I'm not really uh, in with that, but um, yeah, you don't really see too much of him. Surprisingly, you know, obviously what he's done in his career. Uh, it's, I think as well. I think talking about this, obviously, players retiring, it makes me want to go on eBay and see what cards there actually are on eBay of Zlatan. And you know, stupidly of me, I probably will buy it just because I want his Latin cards. You know, I think. Yeah, when a player does retire, you do think, what cars does he have? And then, play, obviously, player prices go up because people want to buy what they have because there's not going to be any more of it. It's like Ramos, obviously, that's another one. He's obviously left PSG. It's my PC. Will he go to, you know, Saudi Arabia? Will he stay in Europe? I don't think he will retire. I think he'll go Saudi Arabia. And obviously, that means there won't be any cards of him. So, yeah, so obviously, that might be good for me. Yeah, but, not yeah. talk about any direct players, but we're seeing now a trend of, especially Tops have done it recently, where there's throwback cards in it. Like there's in Tops Crystal, for example, there's Ronaldo uh, cards in a Real Madrid shirt, and you've got uh, Messi in Barcelona shirts. Oh. Select you've had. So, H, do you think now it's going to be a bit more of a like we see it quite a few years ago, like 2019 Prism area, they had flashbacks like Bergkamp. Do you think we're going to come back to now where they're going to have a lot more inserts of? yesteryear so to speak so they can still have these big names in the product 
Yeah, because I think it brings that that sort of like what's the word? It's, 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 it keeps people coming back essentially. If, if you know you're going to have like a flashback of CR7 Messi in a product or you know we see it with R9 with his autos and you see it where you've got that eye appeal because if you've got those legends in these sets that you can't get anymore mm-hmm. and they have the ability to bring back a flashback or a legends type set um, I know I think you saw it a lot in Topps Deco um, with a lot of legend autos I know we had Burkham I know we had R9 um, there's a lot of the, the legend autos so it's still a thing there's still a lot of you know past present etc autos in that set so I don't think it would be the last time we ever see Messi or Ronaldo in a set um, but I think if they have the ability to bring them in and have them as inserts or have them as base cards um, you know it would definitely bring back that factor of people still trying to go hunting for Messi and Ronaldo but I just don't think he'll, he'll have the same effect um, you know th- there's enough Messi and Ronaldo cards out there as it is at the moment to uh, mm. fish and I just think they're it's really me because they're trying too hard to keep them in the sets for as long as possible. Um, but it just depends what they what they can what they can put out of the bag. I know the flashback auto particularly have been very popular. I know we'll see a couple of like you see like Vojtek Chesney for Arsenal, you never see that card anywhere. So it could be one of the like that where they're very hard to find. Um but yeah, it's gonna be an interesting one to see what what happens and where they all end up. Yeah, no, and obviously just review um Chase as well just like piggybacking on that one about like potentially having like your messy throwback base cards, so to speak, rather than autos. Uh, would you like to see more like created? Set? Obviously it's very hard to get the rights. There's been created sets for Messi, Ronaldo in the past, yeah. but they were kind of like the ones retailing at 25 to 30 pound. Would you like to see one of these more created sets like the uh, platinums, like they've done for Bellingham, Mourinho, of a Messi, for example, or do you think it's just going to be a bit overkill like at the end of his so-called tenure at a club? I just think it's going to be overkill, obviously, milking, just trying to get out as many cards as before he retires. Because obviously, you know, with Ronaldo and Messi, they're going to retire, they're going to leave the hobby, obviously, and football one day. So you just got to accept it. I think if they're going to be the same quality as that Mourinho set, I think they will have the box in stock for years because it's... One of the worst sets I've ever seen in my life. Um, yeah, I, was, I remember the created set, obviously, the £25 one with Messi. I don't, you know, I think that's when, uh, I think COVID hit or something. And then, obviously, there was a lot of people in the hobby. So, a lot of people bought that. But I think if that came out now, I think no one would. It would sell out, obviously, because it's 25 quid. It's a cheap little rip. But I just don't think there's any need for it. You know, I appreciate the cards that we've got already of Messi and Ronaldo. There's some beautiful cards out there. So... The only way they will do it is obviously to make more money, which obviously Tops and Panini, that's what you know they only see. They only see figures, essentially, which is understandable. So I don't, I don't think they should, but they want to. And it's a nice looking card. I might buy it, but no guarantee. Yeah, that's what I say. I think that, like I say, we're, we kind of keep this running over the summer period of every week we'll see a few players that move and see what it does for price, especially... Next week, we'll look at some of the younger players who might be on the move, like Sir Bellingham, Ugarty, for example, potentially Declan Rice would be quite intriguing. But obviously, moving on now, and it feels like every single episode me and you have done H recently, uh, we've talked about some sort of top set that has been released. And today, obviously, on the top uh, Instagram page and Twitter, for anyone who didn't see it, they've actually released it. They're bringing out another set. Yep, another set. Um, another one. So, 
Yeah, it feels like that at the moment. I think every single week. And this one is a curated set, and it's called UEFA Club Competitions Impact. What that means, no idea, but it's more... But there, there's Jason's opinion, even though he's going to be buying all of the cards up in about three weeks' time. Exactly. Um, it's a very different-looking design for people who haven't seen it. Um, it's a much more... I don't even know how to explain it because it's a lot going on in each card. You've got, like, players emerging through a burning wa- fire of, on a wall. Jason's showing the picture off now. You've got... It looks like <laughs> Kudos on the right there running through a brick wall. And then you've got... Odegaard running through a brick wall because he's impacting it. But um, yeah, over, obviously, I'm... over to you, Jace. First, it's just another set at the end of the day. And how how many sets can tops bring out? And it's actually everyone sells out. Shows you everything. Um, I think the only reason why you boys like it is because it's Odegaard at the front with an auto. That's why you guys like it. It's yeah. understandable. I know. I don't like the set. I just like the Odegaard. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, um, yeah. I'm just looking at it now. I well. I think I just saw now, obviously, they're doing the, you know, Champions League, Europa League and the conference. So, obviously, following following with um, the other sets that have done that, I think it was the new Merlin uh, did that. And I th- don't I don't know if the champ new um, Topps Chrome is doing it. I know they don't with the paper. I don't know if they're going to do it with the... Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be the same kind. Oh, so, they, yeah, so that's a common theme. Just looking at it, just, yeah, no, I'm, I'm all right. I don't, well, if there's Ramos in it, I'll buy it, but I don't think he's in, so... It's just funny. I was just looking at the first comment on the Twitter. Uh, it's oh. uh, Dear Tops, with the greatest of respects, less is more. I've got enough Latoro Martinez, Ferran Torres autos for a lifetime. Very best. Uh, H, I think that's very well put, actually. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Good try. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think, like we say, it's Tops need to turn it down a bit with these sets. You can see the hype of Inception last week. Went down very well, even though raffle <laughs> systems and all that. But a top quality set, people are happy for. These created sets, they're going to be broken all over the place. Probably going to be a fair price. They're probably going to be around the thirty-five pound mark. So if you want a cheaper break, it could be fair. Probably going to be your two numbered with every five boxes with an auto. So it's not going to be a big miss. But I, before we go into pickups later on, I've got to say one thing with tops because I actually received a golden envelope for the first time ever which I was absolutely pleased of. Uh, and I did look at it thinking, what have I ordered from Tops? I really couldn't work out, but Project 22 Parallels have arrived with certain cards. Um, ordered this all the way back in February. So a good four months. Uh, did hit a Gabriel Jesus to 10 uh, artist proof, which I show on here. Lovely card, number 10, one of 10 with the auto of 17th and Oak on the back. And obviously they still love them beautiful uh, mags which are 130 points rather than 100 points and I've still got the mag next to me because I want to smash this thing up Um, and because it was oversized it was rattling around and it's massively ding the corner so it is a non-gradable card don't get me wrong beautiful card but H why do tops love sending stuff out not protected properly is that do you think that's a problem with the people who work there, that they're just not maybe up in tune with the hobby, or is it just an overall tops problem? Because our good friend L underscore Trade Soccer hit a purple Rodrigo parallel to ninety nine, then it comes sleeved and not in the top loader. It's becoming too much of a recurring thing for 
it to be like a tops problem where they're not clued up enough. Like it's mm. happening every in the most parallel orders that there's damage to the car, they're not being sent packaged properly. Um, there's issues with damage and stuff. So I'm believing that it's either becoming starts being incompetence at tops or that they just generally have no idea what a top loader is or how to package a car properly. You know, if you're hitting, let's say, a one of one, that's a five, that's a 10, a lower numbered hit, and just being sent in either with them massive thick plastic cases yeah, just... Um, or just in a, in a top loader and some bubble wrap. Like all they've got to do, the post, you've got to squish that through your letterbox and that's bent enough. Yeah. Or the corner's dinged. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I don't think it's just been a coincidence anymore. I think it's generally tops, just if I have no idea how to package a car that properly. Um, or they're trying to save on top loaders. But this I, is I'm, the... I'm just wanting to see when people hit such a good car and it's coming damaged from a supplier directly. Well, imagine but it's one on one. Yeah, but that is, I mean, it's a very fair point. And for example, these mags, they've ordered in tens of thousands, if not 100,000 mags at 130 point. All they needed to do is order it at 100 point and it would have been fine. They would have been the perfect size bags and everyone would keep them in the mags as well with the top sticker. And obviously, because they're the wrong size, everyone has to take them out, find top loads. I've to left mine in. Oh, see, I haven't. I had to take mine out because I was. I might get them graded, and I was like, "Oh, I can't do my more ding corners. Can't <laughs> deal with it." But obviously, that's my little rant over about tops. But even though, thank you very much, tops, for the parallel. That was very kind of you. But next time, I'd like it in gradable condition rather than a massive chunk being taken out. And obviously, we will actually talk about some pickups quickly. Uh, this is the only, yet again, we said this last time uh, Jason was on. The only reason why he's ever invited on because he has about four hundred pickups a week. So, yeah. but starting with H, because um, I'm actually going to be needed here to, because I've got his pickup. So how about some pickups, H? <laughs> yeah, so obviously a lot of the, the stuff that um, we spoke about last week has also now been obviously delivered uh, to the US mailbox. So I'm just waiting for that to be delivered over. Um, I did get the deal sorted out uh, for the Shaka Zebra 25 on Instagram um and also got some pickups which ronnie will now gladly show on the screen um so i've got the marquinhos camo um from select um which i'm hoping obviously to try and collect as many of the camos from arsenal select as i can um i'm sure if some of you remember from the london card show pickups i actually picked up the emil smith row obsidian red etch to 26 i want to say 26. it is psa 8 um, and obviously the base to 105 from Lou. And I've now got the blue to, what is it, Ron? 20. To 20 mm-hmm. from Ronnie. And obviously the uh, Obsidian patch as well. Um, so those are my three pickups from within the last week. And you're going to see a common theme with my ones. Uh, exactly the same car, but just different parallels. So two Mr. Granite Jackets, obviously, from Select. One orange and one pink. One to 75, one to 99 even though one of them does have a lovely scratch on it, so it's not gradable. But over to you, Jason. Obviously, I know you like picking up a card here and there. Uh, before we talk about your misery on eBay and getting out bid on everything. Oh, don't. Oh. Have you actually picked up anything? I've picked up too much. I'm, I'm, so basically, I'm on my phone just looking at pictures of what I've actually got, and there's a fair few. So I'll just show you. Uh, I've got a Ramos um, Optic Velocity. Trying to do a little rainbow there, so that's out of 49. Um I've sent a few cars to PSA. I will do a video on it on El Toro uh, cars. Shout out. Get a know. plug in. Exactly. Um, it has been um, put on my story. So there's no like, oh my God, you got that. Okay. So I've got a PSA 10 Jude Benham out of 99. I'm very happy with that. I haven't I've seen got... that before, Jace. Have you not? 
No, I haven't shown it to anyone yet. Um, and then yeah, I got a Pedri PSA nine. Uh, I got a, a treble Messi. Uh, not the actual treble Messi. It was an insert stallions out of forty nine. Got that very cheap. I got a few Ramoses. I got two very 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 nice hentos, which I'm, I'm still happy about. We got uh the La Furia, which is very rare. I haven't seen this before. I've only seen it once in three years. So I'm very happy about that. And then we've got uh, the La Gonial. And then, yeah, eBay, I don't really want to talk about at the moment. This giving me a rough time with bidding and getting out bidded from everywhere, left, right and centre. Left, oh, right so and centre. We won't talk about eBay, but how is it going? Some of the, I, I just It's more out of curiosity because one of the cards in particular, I won't say the amount that's been bidded or you've bid. Oh, I don't mind. But, I'm not getting it. All right, then. So say, for example, you were looking at a Sergio Ramos treble. Yes, so you did pick up one originally at the London Card Show from Sickball FC, which was the gold, I believe. So this one, yeah. So I've got these three. The only ones I need is base, which I know Sickball has, which I'll be talking to him about. That's an easy pick up there. I need the out of ten, and the out and the one of one. One of one, I just think it's impossible. I know who has it, which is obviously Sickball. Um, and then the out of ten was on eBay uh, in America. Someone did send it to me. Um, so I was like, okay, we'll get it. Had eight days left, and now it has, I think, 20 hours or 14 hours, and it's on um, $355. Um, yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> my my max was 300 and then my max was 350 and then it went up again. I'm like, I can't do it anymore. So I've got to just gamble and try to find one another day. There's a Ramos Spectra, Spectra, whatever, out of 15, got outbidded on that. Uh, there's one I'm winning, but I'm not going to... Wait, when's this going out? Tonight. Tonight. Tomorrow. Yeah, I got... So, Ramos Select out of five, uh, uh, die cut, which I'm winning. So, hopefully, I'll win that. So, yeah. Like I say, eBay is a very weird place at the moment. Oh, I don't general. like it. That's our last talking point for tonight. It's obviously eBay... We'll talk in a coming episode. We're going to talk a lot about whatnot and other platforms about how they're going. But over to HF5 eBay, it seems to be very hit and miss. Like, it's a lot is selling. Like, personally, I listed up a Florian Balogun yesterday at about six o'clock and it sold by seven o'clock. Um, it, it seems, especially stateside, even actually UK, is there something wrong with the auction system in a, on eBay at the moment? Because for me personally, it just seems that like a lot of it's going for absolutely dirt cheap. But I expect I wake up in the morning with the notification you won it, expecting it to say like 30 <laughs> and it come up and it says seven or something. So I don't know if you've had this with some of your latest pickups, but the eBay auction system seems to be a bit weird at the moment. Yeah, the auction system is going very, very cheap at the moment. I think that's why we've seen a lot of a bit like cancelled orders or cancelled sales where they haven't hit a certain number of people. Like, oh, I don't want to sell it for that little. Um, it's the risk you take when you put up an auction on eBay, though. Because like I said it can go for one dollar, it can go for a hundred dollars, it can go for fifty dollars. It is the gamble you take when you list it up for an auction without a reserve. Um, so you know, if you want to see a twenty dollar card go for eight dollars, that's on your head if you don't want to put a reserve yeah. on it. Um, it's good for buyers, obviously. Like you know, you if you're a buyer of a card and you're getting a card for twenty percent of comps, you're laughing. Um, but as a, as a seller, you're selling it with that risk that it may not hit a reserve. It may not go for comps. You may go really under the radar in terms of auctions. I don't know why that is, um, but we are seeing a real common theme at the moment in terms of the auctions going for dirt, dirt cheap. Um, and people are picking up some absolute bargains, but as a result, the sellers are missing out quite heavily on um, on sales. But like I said, from a buyer's perspective, liquids in from a from a seller's perspective, obviously you are 
biting your nails when you got an hour left and it's at like four dollars. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just weird. It's very weird at the moment. I said I've, I've been quite successful in eBay recently. Um, but for yes, yeah, for sellers, it must be a bit of a go back to the bin and just wait for someone to put an offer in. And it's obviously over to you, because obviously you've had mixed experience so far. You've got some stuff on really good prices, but then also some of the stuff you're bidding on, some like the Ramos and higher end stuff, it's going for a lot of money. So do you think it's like the lower end stuff is actually just not doing well at the moment yeah. on the auction system? Whereas, like uh, Harry said, a lot of people might just go back to the buy now, make an offer, like that way of doing it. I think, obviously, uh, if you're listening on eBay, obviously you want the title to be right. You want obviously the right um year it's on and all that. I think that obviously plays a part because I've seen some of these cards that I've got, like the listings are just totally incorrect or they're just, you know, they're not really helping themselves. I think with yeah auctioning, I would personally I would never auction a card off because anything's possible. If your card if you pull it as a buyer now and it stays there for a year, so be it. You know, one day someone could um just snatch it up. But yeah, I've been I've been getting quite a few deals um off at auctions. It's just obviously depending on the day it ends, obviously what time if it ends at night time, like three in the morning, I'll probably be up watching cards end. Um, but yeah, no, I think recently I can tell a little difference. I think if I was I'm obviously gonna be buying more no matter what, but I wouldn't sell as much now. I think market is down at the moment. So I'm just a buyer, 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 not a seller, seller, seller. I think it's very fair. I think, like I said, there's deals to be had in the current market in general. I think on soccer cars especially, there's deals to be had. So, And I'm seeing it a lot where, say, an item is listed up, say, 60. I Rather than make an offer straight away, I'll message the seller and just be like, that really nice card. Like, how would you make Half the time I've seen people even offer it for like 50 to 70% of comps, which is fantastic, obviously, for the collector, um, especially even if you're flipping it, it's still very good. But... Mm. Um, like I say, it's going to be very intriguing now. Obviously, we're about two months off from the London card show, which will be, no doubt, I think, a three of us next card show. I need to buy the tickets. Be very interesting to see the prices at that one, but we might as well confirm, because I, I am officially attending this Saturday. So, Jason, you are heading down for the next London card show? I believe I am, unless something pops up, which I don't think it will. Because I just That means go. he's at both yeah. days, then. No, I, I'm, no, I'm being honest. I think I'm only going to do one day, just because... I've got a holiday coming up near that uh, stage. I don't want to spend a lot of money on that. I want to focus on the holiday. But I think I'm going for one day at least. It'll be very, very interesting. Obviously, you'll talk about it on the London Coach, London Card Show, especially when it comes out, how it's going to be, obviously, being 50-50 Pokemon uh, and then sports, or how is it going to work out? So it'll be interesting. But I think I'm only going for one day. Um, and, yeah, I think I'll be doing a YouTube vlog as well, trying to uh, show... What, what, you know, LCS looks like on a good day. And obviously, H, I'm expecting you to be back down for potentially the weekend again? Yes, mate, whole weekend. I'll be there probably on the Friday and said I'll be oh. leaving, I'll leave, on the, leave on the Sunday night. So, yeah, I'll be there the whole weekend again, dedicated to the cause. Yeah. Like I say, it's going to be very intriguing, obviously, Bill. Like I know there's a lot of other shows, Northwest shows just been, I think there's a Cardiff show coming up. You've got the Scottish, uh, the Edinburgh Card show as well coming up. Um, and then obviously just after London, you've got South Coast. Obviously the Nationals as well, anyone heading out to that. But like I say, it's been another fantastic episode. Um, hopefully there'll I be wish. some new releases to actually review soon, but they've all been delayed quite a bit. But um, any closing messages from you, H? Anything you want to talk about in the hobby? Um, no, I think we're pretty much all set, to be fair, mate. I think we're good. 
And obviously over to you, Jace. How's the uh, before? Obviously, for you, but obviously you you've briefly mentioned. Obviously, you're doing the YouTube as well. Um, obviously, there's a new release coming up this week where we, you actually look at the women's World Cup stickers, which come out. Um, obviously, without telling us anyone, you, you got uh, how was that set looking? Looks all right, to be fair. Obviously, um, you can get them from the shops. I believe ninety p. Um, yeah, the only problem is I'm not. I don't really know much about women's football. Probably like. Exactly. So Ronnie's your person if you want to ask. But yeah, ripped a few packs of that just see how it is. Quality feels right. And it looks the design's actually quite decent. Uh but uh, that's a new video uh popping up. I do need to upload more. My schedule's been quite busy, so I'm gonna be doing that and just thinking of ideas and uh yeah, we'll be getting the videos out and pumping them out and boshing them out. Ebash. Uh like we say, if you haven't already, do go and chuck uh, a subscribe on El Toro cards on the YouTube and obviously on Instagram as well. And no doubt, Jace, that we'll be catching you on an episode very soon. Uh, but until next time, we wish you all the best with your Instagram, YouTube and all your auctions that you're losing. Well, I was going to say just before, um, there will be a giveaway on uh, El Toro oh. cards as well. Oh, so there we go. So if you guys want to enter, that will be coming soon. I don't know when. So, yeah, just make sure you check that don't out. Know when. Is there a sneak peek of what's going to be one on the uh, giveaway? Well, there might be, I might do one, so one winner, or I might do one, two, three. So obviously gold medal, silver medal, bronze medal, I just need to think it out. I've got a sort of idea how I'm going to do it, just share planning and uh, doing it. Fantastic. We'll definitely keep an eye out. We'd no doubt share that as well when it comes out for people to follow. But then it's been another great episode yet again. Uh, thank you everyone for listening to episode 66 of the Top Loaded Podcast. We're closing in on the 70 mark, which is still a bit crazy to me but hopefully like i said there'll be some more reviews other bits and there's some guests lined up as well in the way in the wings but until next time i hope everyone out there is buying selling trading and all that good jazz but most importantly happy hobbying and good night